Have you ever wondered why no matter how hard you work, you still struggle to make ends meet? If you're struggling financially, it can be easy to think that the deck is stacked against you. It might feel like the system in which you live is designed to keep you poor and that there's nothing you can do to fix your situation. Poverty is a complex issue that affects millions of people around the world. Despite many efforts put in place by a global organization to fix this issue, it still persists. One of the reasons why poverty still persists is because of systemic structures in place which are not currently working in your favor. And the first systemic issue is the low paying wage phenomenon. One of the common ways people are kept in poverty is by paying them low salaries. Many companies pay people minimum wages or just above it, which is not enough to cover basic living expenses, such as rent, food, utilities, and transportation. This leaves them with nothing to save or to invest. When people have low paying jobs, they often have to work overtime just to survive. Furthermore, they often have to rely on government assistance, which can further limit the opportunities and make it extremely difficult for them to succeed. The second systemic issue is inflation. Despite the cost of living increasing, wages have remained stagnant. That means that one pound today can buy you less things than it used to in the past. And this phenomenon affects everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a high income earner or low income earner. Although people with low income will feel it more. The third systemic issue is the debt crisis. Many people are stuck in a debt cycle making it difficult for them to save or to invest in the future. The high interest rate on credit cards and other type of loan can keep you in debt for years if you're not disciplined with your spending. The fourth systemic issue is inequality. Inequality is a major factor which impacts people's ability to succeed financially. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. This is just because the financial policies in place are in favor of the welfare while leaving the poor people behind. I personally didn't used to think that this was a real thing until I witnessed it myself. It all started when I managed to stack away a certain amount of money in my bank account. First thing that happened is that I got a call from the bank assigning me a personal bank manager. That means that anytime I had any issue, I could just call my bank manager so that he can help me sort it out. I no longer needed to wait on long calls to get access to the customer services because I had a designated bank manager. That was the first thing I noticed and that was quite strange. The second thing I noticed is that I started receiving calls from my bank manager at least once a month proposing me different financial products that I could take advantage of. This was never possible before. Shocking, right? The fifth systemic issue is the limited access to education. It is hard to believe, but in some countries in the world, some people still don't have access to education. Education is the single most important tool to escape poverty. Without education, people wouldn't have the skill needed to get a job and earn a living. However, the cost of higher education has skyrocketed over the years, making it impossible for many people to afford it, thus limiting their opportunities for advancement. The sixth systemic issue is the lack of healthcare. Most countries do not have a social security system like in the UK or many countries in Europe. Healthcare is a basic necessity and yet it is often unaffordable for most people because they lack proper healthcare coverage. This can lead to medical debt which can be difficult to pay off and lead to financial instability. In addition, having limited access to healthcare means that people are more susceptible to illness, which can limit their ability to work and earn a living. The seventh issue is discrimination. Discrimination on race or gender 
can also lead to financial instability. When people are discriminated against, they may not have the same opportunities as other people, which can make it difficult to improve their lives. The eighth systemic issue is the lack of affordable housing. According to the Office for National Statistics, the average salary in the UK in 2022 was £32,300 a year. And yet, the average house price in the UK that same year was £294,000. That means, assuming no expenses and no mortgage on the house, it would take you nine years to buy the house. But we all know that this is not realistic because you have to live. You need to spend money for food, you need to spend money for transportation, you need to spend money for leisure. So when you take that in consideration and then you take the fact that you're gonna take a mortgage on that house, you're gonna end up paying for that house within 30 years of your life. The nice systemic issue is the expensive childcare. Childcare is often unaffordable by many families. The average childcare in the UK for one child per month is £1,052. That means that if you're a single parent earning the average wage, which is 32300 this will represent almost 50% of your income after taxes. Then you're left with the other 50% to pay for rent, grocery, and transport. That means at the end of the month, you're left with nothing to either save or invest. Poverty is a complex issue that requires a comprehensive approach to address it. By understanding the issue that impact people's ability to be financially stable, we can work toward creating a more equitable society where everyone has an opportunity to strive. This includes providing fair wages, providing safe working conditions, easy access to education and healthcare, eliminating discrimination based on race and gender. However, although the issues discussed above are true, the problem with the solution I just mentioned is that it relies on external parties to fix the issue for you. I am one of those people who believe that you can take matter in your own hands and make changes that will better your life. It takes years and sometimes an entire lifetime for new policies to be developed, voted, adopted, then implemented. The third issue with the solution presented above is that it remains outside of your control. That is why one of my life's rules is never to focus on what I can't control. My entire strategy in life has been to address what I can impact directly and ignore the rest. If a policy ends up changing in my favor, then it's just a bonus. But I'm not sitting around waiting for policy to be developed and implemented for me to benefit from them. The importance of taking responsibilities for one's own life and action is paramount. I apply this philosophy not only in financial matters, but in all areas of my life. By taking ownership of your financial life, you can start to feel more in control and empowered. I believe that people have the power to make positive changes in their life, even in face of systemic issues such as poverty. As a result, here are some of my suggestions to resolve the issue that we discussed above. Number one, invest in yourself. It is self-evident that fighting for the increase of minimum wages is not the antidote for low-paying jobs. In the UK, for example, minimum wage has increased from £5.90 to £6.83 over the past five years for people aged between 18 and 20. That represents only a 16% increase. However, during that exact same time, inflation has increased from 3.3% 
to 11.6%. That is a whopping 252% increase. It is clear that minimum wage will never catch up with inflation. A better solution to this issue is sitting at the individual level, which is to improve his value in the job market. So by acquiring new skills and knowledges, people become more valuable to the employer and therefore can increase their earning potential. You could do this by pursuing higher education. However, you have to take our loan because it has become extremely expensive. A better alternative now, and which is the one I prefer, is to take online classes or free videos on YouTube, which will achieve the same results. Another way to do this is to take advantage of employers reimbursement tuition program or to look for scholarships and grants. Relativity in the entire world is increasing. That means that employers are looking for employees who have entrepreneurship tendency or who have very niche skills that can translate into adding value to the company. For example, if you just came out of school and you are in the accounting field, for your very first job, you will probably pay somewhere between 20 to 25,000 pounds a year. That will mean you'll probably be doing basic accounting like account payable or account receivable. Now, the quickest way to level up your salary from there is to take a course, like an AAT course, for example, which will teach you basis of management accounting. In that case, you'll probably end up at a position as an assistant management accountant, where you will be earning 35,000 pounds a year. That is a 10,000 pound increase on your salary in a matter of a year, if you're disciplined. From there, you can decide to level up your accounting skills to provide more value to your company by taking your courses with ACCA or CIMA, where you can end up earning 45 to 50K a year by being a management accountant in that company, for example. That is an 80% increase in salary over three years only, which is far way better than chasing the increase of 16% in minimum wage. This is without taking in consideration the year-on-year -year salary increase that you will get for good performances, or without taking in consideration the fact that some company might actually pay those courses on your behalf. This above example works in every industry. Increase your earning potential by increasing your skill set. Another option is to join a company at an entry level and after five to 10 years, becoming a top executive at that company. This can be heavily observed in sales jobs, for example. Such company will provide you with learning and development, teaching you sales tactic. It can be done internally or with a third party. Either way, it will still be payable by the company. The amazing thing is you can take those skills with you. If you decide to leave that company and go to another company, it has been proven that the quickest way to advance your career is by moving through companies. I, for example, know a lot of people who have started an entry-level job in companies earning 20,000 a year and to now earning 120,000 a year after seven to 10 years at those companies. You wanna add to that quarterly and annual bonuses that you will be getting that will take you a long way from where you were seven years ago or 10 years ago. If you live in a country where there's no access to internet or access to internet is so expensive, move countries, go to a place where internet access is cheap to allow you to quickly improve your skills. In Cameroon, for example, which is my home country, internet access is not affordable to the average individual. In addition to the above, you can also consider reading books or watching YouTube channel about personal finances to improve your skill in how to manage your money. Do this strategically. Set yourself sensible goal 
take ownership by tracking your progresses and seek for feedback because we are all very biased at evaluating our own progress. When trying to get a job, there's a few things that you need to keep in mind. The person on the other side interviewing you is just another human being like you. So be confident and relatable. You want to be able to sell yourself, not your CV. And the reason you want to do that is because there's a thousand people out there who have the exact same CV as you. The same experience, who went to the same school as you, and who have the same degree. So it comes down to personality. The importance of developing marketable skills is paramount. You want to seek out jobs that are aligned with your interests and your strength and work hard to develop expertise in your chosen field. You need to learn how to negotiate for your salary when starting at the job and then later on learn how to negotiate for higher pay. It is an invaluable skill that most people shy away from because they view their company as an authority that they always have to agree with, which is a mistake. You need to view your company as a third party with which you have a mutual agreement whereby you provide a valuable service to get paid in return. So that means that if at any point of time you realize that the amount of responsibility that you've taken on board is higher than what was discussed at the beginning when you joined the company and that the company recognize your value, you have a case to request for a salary increase. Having this view toward the company is very important. That's the way you can explain the fact that you have two people working at the same job in the same company, but earning a different salary. And finally, you need to be willing to take additional responsibilities to demonstrate your value to your employers. Note this, when you're poor, you can't afford to follow your passion at first because that can take several years before you can reap benefit from it. You certainly can't afford to do so if you have people that depend on you. When you don't have a roof over your head and you're starving, you have to remain practical and get a job that can cover your basic needs first. It is only then that you will be in a position to mentally and physically afford to learn new skills to improve your wages. The second step in taking ownership of your finances is to develop a budget. This helps you understand exactly where your money is going and where you can make cuts. Look yourself in the mirror and be realistic about your expenses. You know for a fact that there are stuff that you're spending money on that are not useful. You can use budgeting apps like Mint or Plum to help you stay on top of your expenses. It is important to optimize your spending so that you can make the most of your resources. This could mean negotiating existing bills or finding ways to save on every expenses by using a cashback credit card, for example. By being intentional with your spending, you have more money to put toward your long-term goal, like buying a house or buying a car or investing in your education. If you're not making enough money to meet your needs, it might be time to increase your income. That might mean asking for a raise at work as we already discussed, taking on a side hustle, or starting your own business. You can also consider taking freelance work that you can do over the weekend, or selling items that you no longer need. By increasing your income, you will have more resources to either save or invest. The key is to focus on building skills that are in demand and finding ways to monetize them. That can be a measurable source of stress, holding you back from achieving your financial goals. Make a plan to pay off as quickly as possible. And the quickest way to make it happen is by making extra payment toward your debt. The reason I advocate paying your debt first before starting investing is generally because the cost of debt is almost always higher than the return that you get on your investment. Therefore, it is a pointless exercise to try to invest 
whereas you still have debt. The only exception to this rule is if you have a mortgage, because mortgage are generally considered as rent payment. And assuming that you have a good credit score, the interest that you repay on that mortgage will always be low than the return that you will get on the market through a vehicle like the S&P 500, for example. You always wanna make sure that you plan ahead. That's the main difference between rich people and poor people. During your lifetime, something bad is gonna to happen to you. That's just guaranteed. Now, you wanna be able to take care of yourself when those bad things happen to you. You could lose your job, you could have an accident, you could get sick. So you wanna make sure that you always have something aside in case one of those occur. As part of planning for the future, you wanna think about the time that you will no longer be able to work. You know, when you reach old age, you won't have the strength that you have today. Therefore, you wanna make sure that you have invested enough during your lifetime so that when that time comes, you're covered. If you have kids, or you wish to have kids, you need to think about their college funds. Are you gonna be able to finance them going to university? Are you gonna be able to finance them taking online classes? You have to take all of this into consideration when you do your planning. It is important that you take care of your health. I would argue that this is the most important point just because you can't make a living if you're not healthy. It costs you nothing to do exercises. Going for a run, doing exercises at home if you cannot afford to go to gym. Get checked regularly every three or six months just to make sure that you have nothing or if anything is caught, at least it's caught early and can be treated on time before it's too late. For most people, run represents their largest expense. Therefore, it is important to prioritize living within your means to avoid debt. That might means living within the peripheric of the main city to get affordable rent. This could also mean seeking out roommates to reduce the cost of living. If you live in a one bedroom flat, you might consider downsizing to a studio apartment. When you think about it, you actually don't need much space to live, considering that you spend most of your days at work. If you live in a two bedroom flat, you might consider renting out the spare room to make additional income. Job security is a myth. Long the days are gone where our parents were working for companies for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Although it's still observable in the public sector, but you will have to forego any desire for high pay. Therefore, it makes sense for one to take ownership for their career development and seek out opportunities for growth and advancement. Avoid becoming complacent in a job as it will reflect badly on your performances. Most of the things that we're trying to achieve have already been done by people around us. So it makes sense to seek out mentorship and networking opportunities to expand your professional network and quickly advance your career. I would argue that it's important for individuals to take responsibility for their own happiness and well-being. This means pursuing their interests, connecting with others, and finding meaning and purpose in their life. By managing one's finances responsibly, people can avoid falling further into poverty and begin to build a better future for themselves and their family. While it might be tempting to blame external factors to your current financial situation, taking ownership of your finances is the first step towards success. By following the step aligned above, you can begin to build a brighter future. Remember, you have the power to shape your own destiny and create the life that you want even in the face of adversity.